This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. A Jersey City kosher supermarket was the target of a shooting attack that left six people dead, three of whom were Jewish. Officials have indicated that this was indeed a targeted attack and that the gunman has had a history of publishing anti-Semitic content on the web. It hasn't been officially designated as a hate crime. It's the latest violent anti-Semitic attack in America in the context of an alarming rise in anti-Semitism. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now let's go to Avi Ben-Lolo, who is the CEO of the Friends of Wiesenthal Center for Holocaust Studies. Hi, Avi. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for talking to us about this. Now, initially, the word was that this market was chosen ra- randomly and it wasn't a hate crime. How did how did that determination happen and how was it changed? Uh, well, uh, you know, again, uh, what we're seeing is an interesting development where initially it wasn't, as you said, um, recognized as a targeted attack. Uh, to me, it, it seemed very similar and eerily similar to the Paris uh, kosher market attack that we saw just a couple of years ago. Um, it turns out that the mayor was really the first to tweet out that he's seen the CCTV footage, and it's clear that this was indeed a targeted attack on the kosher market. Mm-hmm. And But it still has not been officially designated as a hate crime. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what's uh, interesting about it. Um, curious to know what else is going on. Uh, apparently, uh, the van that they were in was possibly involved in, in another homicide investigation. So there are some question marks there. Uh, it's, uh, I heard that there is a manifesto that was found um, uh, in the van uh, from one of the shooters, and it was a hateful uh, manifesto. So uh, there is a linkage to hate crime and the fact that it was, of course, targeting uh, the Jewish community, targeting a kosher market. Um, you know, all the footprints are, are there, or fingerprints are there, that it was a hate crime. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, it's an alarming, what seems to be rise in anti-Semitism and in violent acts. I mean, of course, uh, in Pittsburgh, we had the horrible synagogue shooting, which was the worst ever. Uh, look, I, I mean, uh, anti-Semitism, as we know, is is violent, and uh, we've seen the shooting in, in uh, Pittsburgh and uh, in Poway, California, and uh, a lot of it as well has happened in Europe and in France in particular, um, where we've seen violent acts of anti-Semitism, and, and they're essentially um, coming from two different uh, sources. They're coming from both um, radical Islamists, in the case of uh, France, and uh, white supremacists, in the case of the U.S., and so, um, you know, this is cause for concern as we're seeing a spike in anti-Semitism uh, promoted on university campuses by white supremacist groups and uh, by events even in our own city here where, you know, I am in Toronto, like Al-Quds Day, that are rallies against uh, the state of Israel and by extension the Jewish people. 
yeah, I mean, is is there anything that you would attribute the recent spike in this to? Um, look, anti-Semitism is is an old form of hatred, and um, you know it ebbs and flows and it spikes, and so um, you know it's hard to attribute it to any one cause. But I, as I said, I would say that it is the uh, environment in which we live in, um, you know, the hostility towards uh, the Jewish uh, state that is completely unfounded and unwarranted, and as well as, um, uh, you know, the allowance of, of, of this hatred to foment on campuses, um, some church groups that are advocating boycotts uh, against Israel, uh, media bias, uh, propaganda at the United Nations, all of that is it has a compounding effect uh growth of the white supremacism uh movement and its allowance um you know so so all of these little pieces and indicators have a compounding effect on the psyche of the population um inciting them and and therefore that is translating and transmitting into this um, violent um, uh, outrage that we're seeing. How important is it to get this designated as a hate crime? Look, I mean, it's it's important for uh, the community at large to understand what this was. It is important that it's designated as a hate crime. Um, we often, in our own circles, struggle to, to get things designated as hate crime because, you know, it does bring it to a different level of investigation um, and consideration, how this was even allowed to, ha- to, to have happened, why were these perpetrators not tracked either online or, or prior. Many people who commit hate crimes, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a pattern in their behavior, and, and a lot of times it could have been spotted, you know, much before. And so it is important to investigate it. I believe it is a hate crime and to investigate it as such. Um, and um, and at the same time, also understand that it's equally important for governments and authorities to condemn this, to issue very strong policies against uh, hate crime, against anti-Semitism, to really um, change the mindset of the public. Uh, and, um, you know, again, uh, so it's not designated, and, and you've brought up the whole issue of tracking people and their online footprint in terms of of hateful postings. But, you know, uh, we know that we don't hear about the attacks that were stopped. And it's, you know, the internet is huge. Uh, do you have a sense of what needs to be done to do perhaps a better job of this? Or... Yeah, well, we think about that a lot at uh, our organization. Um, you know, it, it uh, today it all happens online, and um, you know, unfortunately, and and many do, m- many many hate crimes or perpetrators are stopped and are stopped um, uh, well in advance. Uh, you know, a, a great case is Israel itself that has learned how to uh, track possible suicide bombers well in advance because they post a lot of information um, you know I'm going to do this I'm going to commit the crime I you know and and so they're they're able to stop them and that is very very critical um, the internet uh, social networking sites like Facebook have been criticized um, quite severely um, about its allowance of of hatred and hate groups, and they've they haven't uh, yet done enough in terms of hiring more moderators to get rid 
of people who promote hatred or are recruiting, in fact. Um, and and so uh, that is cause for concern. They've talked about, you know, free speech and allowing this to, to, to be a freedom of speech issue. It's not a freedom of speech. When, when, when you have, you know, potential for mass uh, violence and incidents of this nature, it's really about protecting... Uh, the community and all well there there is a legal line and the legal line is inciting violence yes and and that's uh, and that's correct and sometimes it's blurred and it's not um, it's not apparent but what we're saying is our institution takes every single um, word quite seriously if someone says they're going to kill you you shouldn't wait you should do something about it. If someone is promoting this kind of hatred, you know, society has to take immediate action. And that's what we're trying to say. We learn this from the Holocaust. We let words go too much and too long preceding the, the Holocaust. And we saw what could happen because words do become deeds. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, we know that uh, synagogues, for example, need security, when people are going to be there, um, do you have any indication that the American Jewish community is uh, going to tighten up security as a result of this? Uh, yeah, well, I do, because immediately after the Pittsburgh attack, I actually uh, went to a synagogue in the U.S., in a different city, in Chicago, in fact, and it was interesting to just note the strong police presence there, the signage on the doors, uh, no guns allowed. Things that we wouldn't see here. No, well, and 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 um, and cameras everywhere, and so this definitely. It's not just the synagogues. It's the schools. It's the community centers. It's offices, um, and and so you know everyone in the Jewish community that is always alert and aware of of what's around us and what's going on, and we're probably the only community uh, that does that to that extent, and that is great cause for concern. Okay, that's all the time we have. Thank you for updating us on this. Avi Ben-Lolo, CEO of the Friends of Wiesenthal Center for Holocaust Studies. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Okay, and that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.